Good morning, loves. Today I have a special guest, Miss Jen Liss. We actually recorded this episode back on November 17th, I think it was. Um, so yeah, just getting around to to dropping it for you guys. I hope you enjoy. She does her own little intro, um, but I got to experience her breath work down in Boca at a retreat this past summer, and it was amazing. Very, very unique modality, and I find that the more I learn about this, the more I want to learn more and do more of it. So I hope you find it interesting as well, and I hope you look her up. I will add her contact info in the show notes. So here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you? So good. How about you? I'm good. Um, Took a nice walk this morning outside and sat on the beach for a minute and just breathed in some nice, crisp, fresh, it was a little cold, um, air. So that felt good. Oh, that's so beautiful to have a beach right, right where you are is just, that's phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very, very lucky. Um, and it's, um, change my view here. It's still surreal. Like, um, we moved in here the 18th of September and, um, just to be outside every day and take it all in is it's still, I have to pinch myself. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Talk about living your life by design. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell me what you have going on because you have two podcasts, you have coaching, you are an international speaker, um, and breath work, all of the things. Yeah. You know, what I truly care about is helping people to live their most brilliant life. And that's what I want for myself. That's what I want for others. So that when we are 80, 90, 150, I'm talking to all you biohackers who want to make it all the way to 200, we look back and we say that was a dang brilliant life. Like that was the life that I came here to live. And so all of anything that I am doing, including this podcast, including breath work, including my comedy podcast with a friend, Midwest AF. It's all about us just living the life that we, that really lights us up and brings us joy and finding ways to do that and bring other people joy along the way, because that's what I believe we were meant to do is come here and just share our glitter with one another. And that's what it's all about. So I have a new breathworking business called Brilliant Breathwork, and I have a coaching program that I run a couple of times a year. And I speak on this topic and topics of creativity because I think that's so intricate. It's so linked with our joy and all of it just wraps up into that, Lindsay. It's, it's just, I mean, and I feel like you agree, right? This is something that you're so passionate about too. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times people, you know, get to midlife and they are, they've checked all the boxes and they have the house, they have the career, they're married maybe, and they have kids and they're like, okay, why don't I feel good? That's, that's, I guess, what brought me to this work, but, um, how did you get into it? 
Yeah, very similar in some ways. I hindsight's 2020, right? You can see all of the breadcrumbs and how they led up to the loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Along the journey, I've been an achiever with a capital A because I wanted to get straight A's my entire life, just achiever, achiever. And I would get to what I felt like was the achievement and I wasn't satisfied. So very much like what you're describing there. And I built a six-figure hairstyling business, so busy, loved my clients. My clients loved me, you know, in that was very successful, you know, in, in the Midwest and what I was doing, I could not possibly fit in another client into my workload. I was full up working 12, 13 hours a day because of it. Right. And I just felt like there's something more for me here. There's something more. I left it. I left all of those clients. I gave them to my other hairstylist friends and I went back to school and I got a degree and then I started achieving in corporate (laughs) and Um, I got to what I thought was my pinnacle in corporate. And I felt the same way. It was like, there's something more, there's something different. And then I moved into the space back of being an entrepreneur again. And I feel like what's different about my journey is that there has been this thread of burnout and achievement. And at the same time, there has been this thread of listening to my intuition when it really was telling me it's time for something new, just go do the new thing. And my intuition's so dang loud. I, I listened, even though I didn't know what I was doing, Yeah, <laughs> I listened. And so that's part of what I teach people now is listening to your intuition and untethering from what other people are thinking about it, because I could have not left hair because of all of the feelings of all of my clients and mm-hmm. all of the opinions of all of my friends and family who were a lot of my clients too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you a six figure hair um, styling business, that is, that's no joke. And to walk away from something like that, I I can imagine it took a long, a lot of thinking and a lot of, you know, trusting your gut. Yeah. Yeah. To take a $20 an hour, which is pretty good for an internship, but it was a $20 an hour internship. I left that business for so that I could step into something completely new. And that ultimately has led to this interview because in that job, I started doing interviews and it was a copywriting job, but I got to do a lot of things outside of the normal realm of a copywriter and it all led to this. So if I hadn't said that yes and that no, (laughs) then where I'm at now would have never happened. Yeah, listening to that little intuition or that in your case, loud intuition of your gut screaming at you. I um, I was really good at ignoring mine for a long time. And now mine is super loud and obnoxious and I have to listen. So it's funny to me to look back at all the times where I was ignoring it and like, how did I do that? But when you push it down and when you suppress it for so many years, that's what happens. I think most of us are. Most of us are and it gets louder and louder and louder. And then it kind of comes out sideways. Sometimes (laughs) it takes everybody off guard. It's like, Whoa, what is she doing? And that's when our intuition is like, you have no other choice, but to do this. But the more that you do start listening, the louder it is in the, in the moments where it used to be completely silent to you. You know, I feel like that's, it's just, 
is louder sooner so that it's not getting to that point of, wow, I'm suddenly just like leaving my job with no warning. (laughs) Yeah. So you said the word untethered and that's the name of your podcast. Um, I should have did a little intro or had you do an intro on yourself. I'll add one in later, but um, the name of your solo podcast is Untethered Jen. And um, tell me how you came up with that name and what that means to you. Yeah. My podcast used to be called The Creative Commute. It started as an exploration of creativity, helping people be more creative during the pandemic, helping myself be more creative, really finding joy through creativity. And I went down this huge rabbit hole of what does it mean to be creative, interviewing creative people, hearing creative people's struggles, hearing the successes of creative people. And what I came to realize is that so much of what's stopping us from being creative is admitting that we're creative. Yeah. Because I think people think, oh, I'm not creative. I don't paint. I don't make crafts and things like that. It's so much more than that. It's so, it's, it's so much more than that to the point that I realized creativity is a spiritual practice. And if we aren't willing to admit the essence of who and what we are, we can never become so fully creative. We can never become fully untethered from all of the expectations and all of the things that we think life is supposed to be or the way we think things are supposed to be. We are at our most creative when we are at our most untethered because there's more possibilities. And so that's where the idea of untethered really came forth is that I'm like, fear is just, people are so wrapped up in fear. I'm so wrapped up in fear. I'm so afraid of what other people will think is the big one. Yeah. That I know most of us are struggling with. And so that's where the idea of untethered. I felt like I couldn't even speak to the right people when I was using the word creativity, because most people who could really benefit from the conversations I'm having won't even admit that they're creative. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so it's like that word is such a weird. And um, yeah, so that's that's what I love to talk about. I love to talk about, you know, what would it be like if you just did drop everything and move halfway across the country, which my husband and I did two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So much good stuff in there. Um, of course my, I didn't put my dog away. So he dogs are like kids. They gotta be right. It, you know, they, I swear he hears my zoom calls and then he's, he's gotta be here. He's gotta be in it. He's part but, of the um, conversation. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the creativity piece, um, that's, what you said about people being scared to be creative and um can you talk about like how you are creative and what what kind of things that you do to unleash that inside you and what you do to help others yeah so what i do today i have found i have found myself again in something i'm so passionate about it's really cool because i feel like i've gone back to those early days of doing hair but I have so much more knowledge (laughs) about myself and what I really care about than I did then. So I'm doing breath work. I offer breath work. I freaking love it. I feel so good and amazing in the seat of a facilitator. Love to facilitate. Didn't know that about myself previously, but now I know that about myself. And so I also know that I love to do things a unique way. I love to intuitively listen always done it that way. My favorite hair clients was when they would come in and say, 
I accidentally dyed my hair black. Please get it back to blonde. And there's oh no straightforward path to that. You have yeah. to look at that hair and figure out a way. And that's what breathwork, what I feel like I'm doing with people with breathwork. They're like, I have no idea why I can't accomplish my dreams, but something's getting in the way. And I'm like, oh, let's pull out the magnifying glass and let's go in. And I get to be creative in listening, in watching what is happening and tuning into the energy and offering cues that I think could be supportive to people while they're breathing. And we can talk about what breath work is if you so desire, but I'm bringing my own creativity. I bring fun and I bring dance and visualization and all of these different things that will change session to session, depending on the topic, depending who's there. And that is my way of being creative. I'm taking a paintbrush in every session and just seeing where the strokes take me, drawing those happy little trees like a Bob Ross. And I'm so passionate about people seeing that that is creativity yes. at work. But so often we think creativity is this certain thing. It's an actual physical paintbrush. Yep. And you're not going to see me picking up a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how I am creative. Absolutely not. It's just not my way. But I have had like creative imposter syndrome my whole life, which is why I feel like I can speak to the people who they themselves are dealing with that imposter syndrome. We have to accept the only way that I can step in in my full power as a breath worker is when I can really start to see the ways that I bring a little creative juice to the table and letting myself do it. Yeah, Absolutely. And you had um, led a breathwork session at a retreat that I was at this past year. I didn't really know much about it until probably February this year. I think I did my first breathwork session. And that was, um, I've, I've been learning that everybody has their own definition of it. Like some people think it's, um, it, they oversimplify it. I know that when I did it with you, it was so much more. And it was, I loved your story about your dad and how you, how he came to um, ask you to do breath work with him. Yeah, my, I love my dad so much. I would have never thought that my dad would come to me and say, hey, I, I want to do breath work with you. He is Midwestern dad through and through, never asks for help, never asks for support, can do everything himself. You can maybe see some of that in me <laughs> as that like type A achiever, <laughs> but he, I, I had started doing breath work and yes, my breath work is deep meditative journeys. I am a trauma informed yeah. breath worker. I help people release some serious things that they might have had in their bodies for a long time. However, I also know how to facilitate that more simple breath work. It's important that we understand both sides of it, especially when we're going that deep with people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, one day I get this message. I get an email that says idle wild 2015 or whatever my dad's email is, has joined your email list. And I was like, what the heck? My dad joined my email list. That means my dad's been on my website. I don't even, did my dad even know I had a website? What is happening? Oh and God. then I get a text. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get a text five minutes later that says, Hey, will you start breathing with me? Oh and my gosh. Like, what? 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 And the coolest thing about that is that I had set an intention to really heal my relationship with my dad because I left Kansas a couple of years ago and that was hard. It was in the middle of COVID. We had very different views about 
COVID and about everything with it. And then uh, I come to one of the most progressive cities in the country, you know, out of my Kansas roots over to Portland, Oregon. And, you know, there's just some, some misunderstanding between the two of us about that. That has been really hard, but breath work, breathing with my dad, I, I used to do it twice a week. I now do it once a week has just been so good for the both of us. Cause we get to see each other every week and seeing each other on this different level. And he's got long COVID. And so it has deeply oh, supported yeah. him. It, yeah. He has said himself, he had, he takes all these drugs. He sees all of these doctors and he's like, this is the number one thing, Jen, that has helped me. And he has is seeing his doctor so much less in the past six months, they're extending. He was going like every other week with one of his doctors. And now he's going, they're like, well, we'll just see you when you need to come in next <laughs> because wow. all of his numbers have improved since starting breathwork. That is so amazing. Um, I'm always interested to find different ways of healing and um, working with the body that don't involve conventional drugs and you know you know they give you one pill to solve this problem and then you need another pill to counteract that pill um that's really cool that you're helping your dad that way yeah it's it's amazing and very simple breath work the breath work that I do with him your listeners could do with themselves you could do it with a trained facilitator but you could do it with yourself but we take about 15 minutes and I start by helping him to ground and really sensing into your feet into the seat beneath you feeling how often do you feel your feet just taking a deep inhale and on your exhale feeling the actual floor beneath your feet so we don't do that and so that is a mindfulness practice that I have introduced to him I'm not fully sure if he knows that he's doing mindfulness, but that's what we do. And then <laughs> he starts breathing a, a nice circular breath into the nose and out through the nose. Just a deep breath, listening to your body, how deep you want to go and expanding the belly on your inhale and fully releasing on the exhale until your body is done. And then rotating it again, full belly breath through the nose and back out through the nose. And the first time we started doing this together, he was like, I don't know what you mean by belly breath. Oh my god. What gosh. does that mean? Yeah. And he actually had to go remove his belt. <laughs> so he was ah! like, I don't even know how to do this. And so he's like, let me go take my belt off. And then he came back and he's like, okay, I think I understand. But he had never taken a belly breath in his entire life. And so many people are in that state or we don't, or even if we know that we could be doing that, we're not. Yeah, very much chest breathing. And that is creating a sympathetic dominance, which is like your fight, flight, freeze. We're living in fight, flight, freeze. So that breath that I just shared with you into the nose, filling the belly out through the nose is a parasympathetic activator, which is bringing you back down to the ground. It's calming your nervous system. It's stopping the stress hormones. It's bringing you back down into a rest and digest state. When I do that breath, I actually usually feel a gurgle in my stomach. I'm like, yeah, Ooh, <laughs> activated yeah. that rest and digest. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I remember at the um, event I had, I, I got up with this whole new awareness. Like I felt tingly and it, I felt, well, 
like I had a breath of fresh air, you know, like I had all this new energy and um, it was just really, really beautiful. Mm, we did an energizing breath that day too. That was very much a, we are here together in this very palpable energy. We had just done hypnotherapy. Yeah. I told this story about my dad. So we all went into our generational stuff and people in that room released some serious yeah. stuff because I intentionally, here's the thing with the breath. What I just shared it with you was a calming, calming of your nervous system. And that session that we did together that day, I, we did some mouth breathing and we intentionally activated your system. We brought you down, came back up and then went back down. And that's what we call a meditative breathwork journey that can help you to move and shift through some things. And some people had a very calming experience. Other people had an highly, highly activated because something in them was ready to release. So it varies from person to person, day to day, what kind of an experience you might have using the same breath pattern, uh, but a palpable energy like that in a group of 50 other humans can really support you in feeling safe to release and let go because there's other people with you who are doing it too. Yeah. I remember because you had told this story about your dad. Um, at one point during that breathwork session, I imagined all of these Midwestern dads circling around us and like, what are they doing? <laughs> like looking at us women, what are they doing now? <laughs> so all that judgment, it was kind of Maybe, maybe I released some of the judgment that I've been holding on to of my, you know, Midwestern dad and, and people like that. Yeah, maybe. That's so funny. There's something really light and kind of fun about that too. Like your own comedy kind of came out and helped you, <laughs> helped you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to know that there's like, so you gear the breath work tour you like have an intention and so you gear the way you do it based on what kind of results you want to see I didn't realize that either fully every session every single session has some kind of intention and all what I call cueing as we breathe is in is aligned with that intention and is listening to what I feel is coming forth from the energy of people and so it it 100 depends that retreat that you and I were at, the intention was limitlessness. So if you've got limits, we were letting go of those limits. So my intent with that session was break free, let go. It's safe to let go. I did a ton of queuing around. It is safe to let go. You can surrender, let it go. It's okay. And holding that ground for anybody in that room who was ready to release something so they could step into the next level. That was the breath work that we were doing that day. Mm, there's so much power in that word surrender. That's definitely a repeating message for me in the last three weeks. Um, surrendering and letting go and letting it be. Um, I feel like we need permission to do that. and Or we think we need permission to do that, but really we don't. We can give it to ourselves. Yeah. That's why I think we can give it to ourselves. We don't need it from anybody else. Yeah, but I've... Um, I just held a retreat at my house last Sunday and um, you can see it in people's face when you say, let it go and surrender and let it be easy. Like it's just a foreign concept almost to most people. Yeah, it was for me. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. The when I first the word trust was my word of the year a few years ago. And I was like, what does that word even mean? It came to me and it wouldn't go away. And I was like, oh, I guess that'll be my word of the year. <laughs> it's yeah. such a transformative word of the year. <laughs> well, especially coming from the Midwest where you're very, you know, push, 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 and you're ambitious, that can feel uncomfortable. It's incredibly uncomfortable. It's such a paradigm shift. The idea of trusting and allowing and letting there's a receivership to that there's a feminine aspect to that yeah. that we our society in general not just midwest definitely midwest but not just midwest we're we're so in that push 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 yeah 100% so um you also lead coaching programs right yeah, I have a coaching program that I have been running for the past few years. I change the name all the time because creativity, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same essential coaching program that I work people through and I'm always tweaking it and changing it. But it's been so cool to watch people really transform. I call anybody who comes through it, their unicorns, because I do believe that we are each a unique and beautiful and amazing and sparkly unicorn. And what we do is we move through a coaching program that pairs coaching with embodiment. So one day we have a coaching session, the next day we do embodiment work on that same topic. And I have seen massive success with people because a lot of what my ideal client is somebody who's like, I know that I have a calling. I know that I've got something. I've got a mission. I've got a skill. I'm I'm a breath worker or I'm a coach or I've been wanting to start this business and I somehow can't get into that visibility space. I can't find myself shining in the way I want to shine. And a lot of times it's the the lack of embodiment work that's happening in other programs. And so that's what I bring. That's kind of a little bit of a special sauce that when we meet ourselves physically, we meet our intuition on a visceral, physical level, it's so much easier to listen to it. Wrapping back to that intuition conversation we had at the beginning, yeah. when you have a physical relationship with your intuition, you understand how to listen to it so, so, so much better. And so that's what I find breathwork really helps people to do is self-awareness, self-presence, self-listening. And letting go of all of the other voices, physically letting go of the Midwestern dad voices <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that are surrounding us all of the time. And no, I'm not, I'm not talking any smack on Midwestern dads. I love you all. Oh so yeah. Much. I wanted to do a shout out to all the, all the dads because we love you. Uh, don't mean to pick on you right now, dad. Love you. <laughs> we, we love you and adore you and appreciate you. And you've made us the amazing people who we are. And yeah. yet- even with the people that we love, the voice that we hear from them, what they mean is love and how we take it sometimes is in a different way, in a way that holds us back. And so it's actually leaning into the love that they intend and letting go of the accidental fear that we have somehow taken on yep. through their, their message that was intended as love. So that's a whole separate thing in some ways, but also so wrapped up into the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah, the untethered unicorn was on your website last night when I was browsing around. I'm like, oh, what's the story there? I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're just we're tethered by societal, relational, cultural, all of these expectations. Mm -hmm. And it's really the life that we think that other people we think 
we're supposed to be living a certain kind of life because we've been taught, you know, from the time that we're babies, I was watching my niece when she was a baby. And as she was learning things, it was like, she was learning the nose. She was learning, oh, I don't touch that. You know, there was something on my shelf that she touched one day. And then the next week I saw her because I had said, no, 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 don't touch that. The next week I saw her go to touch it and turn around and look at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is us in our lives. It's like, we go oh. to touch something. Oh no. And we, we embody that to the point that we stop doing things that we really want to do. Cause she really wanted to touch that thing. Right. Right. But she didn't touch it because she knew that I was going to tell her no. So, which is good. We learn these things for, so that we don't hurt ourselves, but then we end up hurting ourselves by really embodying those things to the point that we, we don't understand when it is okay to move forward. Right. All of that conditioning. Yes. Um, the other day I dropped my son off at a birthday party and I caught myself saying, be good. And then I'm like, Oh, I, by, and by that, I mean, be kind and be polite. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to pass down anymore. Um, be a good boy, be a good girl, because that there's a lot in that statement that keeps us paralyzed and keeps us small as we evolve and grow. Um, but all that conditioning happens when we're like seven, eight, nine, and I'm just trying to be aware of that with my kids, I guess. Yeah. It's like, we, we try to do the best that we can. We're all still screwing up all the time. Right. Yep. yep <laughs> I'm not yep. saying that you're screwing up as a mom. You're doing like the most amazing possible job. Oh, no. And at I... the same time, like we're human, you know? <laughs> Exactly. I also listened to your um, podcast Midwest AF last night. That was really funny. Um, The Portland story where you took your in-laws or was it your, it must've been your parents and you were trying to avoid certain areas and the, you accidentally witnessed a naked bike protest, biking protest or something. That actually was not my story. That's my husband's coworkers story, but they're also from the Midwest. So it's so relatable. It's like, I could see this happening to us. Yeah. They, they had done when our, when our family comes to town from Kansas, we try not to show them certain things (laughs) (laughs) about Portland. Just, you know, we don't need to re they already know some of the things that are probably happening in this in this city but we just try to take them on a certain path and yes uh joey's co-workers had accidentally taken their in-laws to the naked bicycle ride which is very naked by the way it's it's naked people on bikes some are wearing socks most are naked <laughs> oh my god I can't that's so foreign to me like living in Wisconsin we don't see <laughs> I mean our beaches are even pretty reserved as far as like when you travel and you go see you know go to Mexico you see a lot of thongs and you see a lot of topless and stuff like that we don't have that here and you have naked bike rallies like that's just wild to me right there is a naked beach here too I have not been there but it, that's kind of a funny thing about Portland is that there is this island it's called Savi Island and it's the place where you go for pumpkin patches and apple picking or the nude beach (laughs) they don't go together to me in Portland they do oh that's wild that's wild um how about any books do you have any books to recommend are you currently reading any good books 
I have been, I am reading, what's it called? The Mastery of Love. It's the same person who wrote the Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz. It's called The Mastery of Love. And it has made me stop and think so many times about love Mm. and the way that we regularly approach love and how wrapped up in fear even our loving actions to others are. So if anybody is on a journey (laughs) of releasing fear and noticing that maybe love is challenging for you, really accepting, receiving, giving, untethered love, it's a good book. Mm. It's very simple, very simply written, but it makes you think. I love that. I'll check that out. Okay. And how can our listeners find you and work with you? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm Untethered Jen, my podcast Untethered with Jen Liss. If you're interested in Midwest comedy, (laughs) two Midwestern gals living in the Pacific Northwest, that podcast is called Midwest AF. And I have a membership for my breathwork. If you're interested in breathwork, I offer free breathwork sessions a week within this membership on different topics, supporting people to release, align, and shine into your most untethered unicorn self. And you can join that at genlist.com slash join. Perfect. And yes, I can, I can testify that breathwork was amazing and we'll have to do that again for sure. I'm glad you loved it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here today. And I so appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so fun. Absolutely. Okay. Wasn't she great? Yeah. Um, breath work. It's really interesting. It's just one more, um, one more tool in the tool chest of things that we can do to help move emotions, trauma, even, you know, some of the health concerns like her dad was talking about through our body and release them. Let them go so that we can feel better. Isn't that the whole point? Don't we just want to feel better? Hell yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode um, and I hope you check out Jen's membership and her podcast and maybe even her coaching, but um, yeah, definitely give the breath work a a try. It's it's really really good for the soul. Let that stuff go and move it through your body, and then you can move on and do bigger, better, more fun things. So have a great day. Love you guys.